EO Fire 1263. Would you rather be the head of the fox or the tail of the lion? Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to create, grow, and monetize your podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and ignite. Ever heard the saying, your company is only as good as the people you hire? It's true. Find your perfect candidate today. Visit ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Omar Otero. Omar, are you prepared to ignite the match is lit and we are ready, John. Yes. Omar is an entrepreneur and founder of Jeditronics. He's an author, business speaker, operations excellence leader, e-commerce guru, MBA mentor, and a community volunteer with past experiences at Cisco Systems. Omar, take a minute, fill in the gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse in your personal life. Well, thank you, John, for the intro. You know, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, I've been listening to you for a couple of years now, and it's, wow. uh, it's remarkable to see your growth on your podcast and, and also your other uh, businesses that you work on. Um, I was born in Puerto Rico. Um, we moved around a little bit when growing up, but we finally settled in into New York City later on around seventh grade or so. And after that, I you know, I went to West Virginia University where I studied engineering and WVU, any WVU guys out there or gals, <laughs> um, go Mountaineers. And um, I'm happily married to my wife, Hi- uh, my wife Heidi. And uh, we, you know, we currently live in beautiful Miami Beach and um, we have a rescue dog by the name Tyson. Um, and that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it. That's, that's, that's uh, who I am right there. Whereabouts in Puerto Rico are you from? Well, I was born in uh, Rio Piedras, and a lot of family lives uh, in, on the west side of the island and on the east side of the island, and I have family in Tabaja, I have family um, in Maya West, so we're, we're, we're pretty much integrated all over the island, and the island is <laughs> it's beautiful, great food, anybody has, has, who has not been there yet, um, the, the, the beaches are remarkable, and um, the people are remarkable as well. Well, Omar, do you ever go back and visit? Definitely, definitely, John, and... You know, we try to go back at least once a year or if not every other year to visit family. I have um, on my mother's side, we have she has about uh, seven uh, siblings. And from those seven siblings, they have a ton of cousins. I have a ton of cousins. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the food is, is great. And, and seeing family is always wonderful. So we try to go back as often as we can. And living in Miami, it's only about two hours away. So, yeah, that's easy. Uh, it, it's yeah, exactly. No excuses here. Well, this will be pretty exciting for you, maybe. I mean, I don't want to assume it's exciting for you, but uh, <laughs> this is something actually that very few people know. But because this interview is actually going live in April, I can definitely spill the beans now, even though we're talking in February. But Kate and I are making a full-time move from San Diego to Puerto Rico on May 1st. No way. Swear to God, we already have our place. It's in Quebradillas, the town of Little Streams. I think that's what it translated in. And uh, we're stoked. Well, you're going to love it, John. Um, the, again, the people are amazing. And the food is amazing. The culture is amazing. The music is amazing. I'm gonna, you know, you're going to pick up a little bit of uh, salsa. You Omar, know, these hips don't lie, brother. These <laughs> hips do not lie. I'm serious. That is, a, that is amazing to hear. <laughs> and um, 
and I'm, you know, if you need any tips, any, any, any tips of where to go and what to do, uh, please reach out to me, and uh, my wife and I will be more than glad to send over any uh, an itinerary for you to 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 go out and check out. Well, I'm going to take you up on that, and this is legitimately a full time move, Omar. Like I'm moving there, Kate's moving there. Like we are looking at this as a full time full-time move. We're talking years and years and years. We're committed to this and uh, we're really excited. We're not going to go too much deep into this because that's not the point of this, but I do want you you to know Fire Nation and you, Omar, too. I really believe that this is the spearhead, the tip of the spear of a mass migration of entrepreneurship into Puerto Rico. And and I'll get into why maybe in a a future episode, uh, Fire Nation, but uh, believe me, it's going to be a mass migration. So Omar, what I want to talk about for the rest of this episode is you, my friend, and specifically here in 2016. You're in Miami. What are the ways that you're generating revenue with your business? That's an amazing question and a great question. And you know, as entrepreneurs, before I answer that question, I just want to kind of level set and, and, and say sure. that you know, there's a lot of you know, entrepreneurs, when we're working on something that we believe in, and um, and it's not generating enough revenue to support yourself and your family. Um, you have to find side hustles if it's your main job or other types of jobs in order to you know to support that minimal viable product that you're trying to create um, to gain the traction um, that it needs either for you know for what you're trying to achieve. Um, and, and unless you you have the luxury of, of working in the basement of your mom's basement and, and working <laughs> on your product there, that's you know you know for to each his own. However, for, for our company, uh, Jedi-tronics, we, um, we have multiple uh, ways of revenue, but the main way of revenue is through trans- transaction of sales. And we've been able to uh, bootstrap this business, my co-founder and I, to uh, a level that's um, remarkable. You know, we, we're seeing sales um, somewhere. Uh, I'm not going to go into uh, the specific details of the sales, but we're seeing our ranges. We're trending this year to to hit between 7,500 and plus between 7,500,000 to 1.5, and and that's remarkable because you know we created something from nothing, and and that's what um, entrepreneurship is about: is the the ability to to be the co-creator of of an idea and to manifest it to a level that that you know it's it's um, beyond your dream. And the fact that we made $1, it's beyond my dreams. So that's where we stand today. So Omar, I really look forward to kind of seeing your progress as an entrepreneur because, you know, that's the reality of Fire Nation. When you find that thing that you know you're meant to do, not just now, not just tomorrow, but, you know, for the long haul, because this is a marathon, it's exciting to see that exponential growth, that picking up of the momentum and moving forward in that direction. Now, Omar, you know, being a listener, that we like to start with a story on EO Fire, and we get right down to the nitty-gritty, and I want you, Omar, to share what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment today, brother. So this can be any story that you want, as long as it's your worst moment. So don't spare any details. Take us there. Well, John, there are, there are moments in our path uh, which will challenge us in many, you know, many, many ways, financially, emotionally. Um, and physically. And, and my worst moment <clears throat> in time was not losing a, a major deal or, or, or losing customers or, or even getting you know, hit with a, a major financial uh, loss. Um, all those physical attributes in business can be overcome. Um, at, at times, it feels like you can't be overcome, but they, they really can. But my worst moment uh, was when I was hit with an unbearable amount of, of doubt. Mm. You know, no one is immune to doubt. Um, when you when someone has fear, you can build your energy. You know, kick down the door, 
um, and rise above the fear. But doubt acts a little bit differently. You know, it acts like a, like the termite, you know, like termites eating at the root of the tree. And, and if enough doubt eats at your foundation, eventually, you know, that tree will fall. And for me, it was in considerable doubt. And in early startups, um, and for many out there that know, you know, you have to wear, there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of uh, hats that you have to wear. And for a time, um, doing all that, you know, wearing these different hats, you know, I took my eye off the ball of what we consider is e-commerce security. And um, when you're seeing, you know, where we're seeing ramp up in sales uh, sometime last year, and then about 5% of our sales um, were coming back, fraudulent charges. And I, and I kept putting it off and, uh, and addressing the fraudulent charges with our merchant. And um, because there were so many other things that I didn't realize how important it is to really um, take care of those fraudulent charges and reaching out to those customers and, and reaching out to your merchant. And and sometimes you only have 24 hours. I wish it was 42 hours a, a, a day. And um, so in any event, you know, bam, you know, out of nowhere, we get hit with uh, something that's called a, a TMF. And uh, for those that may know or not know, uh, it stands for terminated merchant file. Oof. And um, once you're on the merchant file account, uh, terminate merchant merchant file account, you're you're pretty much blacklisted from a lot of banks. And uh, I went to, uh, you know, about ten alternative banks, and um, no one wanted to touch us. You know, and 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 about after two weeks, you know, we were down for two weeks. And e-commerce, two weeks is a lifetime. And for any, and two weeks is a lifetime for any business, a, a restaurant, uh, you know, your local Starbucks, you know, it, two weeks is a long, long time. Um, it felt, and it felt like a lifetime at that moment. Um, so after those two weeks, after really exalting, you know, a lot of the um, avenues of, of getting another merchant, you know, that it was a late Friday night and I sat on my chair, you know, I leaned back, I took a deep breath, you know, I just exhaled. You know, I put my hands on, on, on my head and I looked up on the ceiling and I, and I and I said to myself, you know, I had this at this that very moment I had this crippling amount of doubt of, of continuing forward. And, you know, I, I looked up in the ceiling and, and I said, you know, kind of just why you know, why am I even doing this? You know, am I really cut out to to do this? Am I you know, I started thinking about I'm not good enough, you know, I'm not good enough entrepreneur. I, I may not be a good enough business person. And and just to, you know, kind of give you some context, you know, I have two engineering degrees. I have a master's in science and I have an MBA. And you would think somebody with such a pedigree would be considerable and, and have no doubt in business, but I had the most amount of doubt in business. And it was a moment that was very crippling where, you know, I didn't answer emails for about a week or two. And for that month, that four-month period, the the business stalled. And um, it was completely crippling. It was my lowest point as a business person. And I really had to dig in of how to get out of that. So, Omar, one thing that I really want to make sure that Fire Nation, our listeners, are getting from this story is that, listen, small things that might seem small at the time can add up quickly to be big deals. Like when you get a fraudulent charge or like a refund request. You might be like, oh, okay, like that's one, that's two. Like I'll deal with those. But these are the type of things, these type of, <clears throat> these are the type of things, Fire Nation. These are the snowballs that can quickly add up and spin out of control. I mean, being out of business for two weeks, that's scary. I mean, you have bills to pay. You have inventory to buy, XYZ. All of these things need to happen. So make sure 
that you know what the key performance indicators of your business are. And when those start to get jangled a little bit and things kind of start to have red flags pulling up, you need to step back and say, hey, is this something I need to address quickly and really put a lot of focus into? So great takeaways, Omar. And you know, I really want you to be able to tell another story. So let's just dive right into it because you have had a lot of great aha moments, epiphanies, light bulbs that have gone on in your journey as an entrepreneur. So tell us one of those stories. And just like I felt like I was there with you when you went down for two weeks, like take us there to that aha moment and tell us that story. Well, Jen, as you know, aha moments, everyone have has aha moments and aha moments, you know, for everyone to realize are actually gifts. They're gifts of life. You know, they're, they're their ability for us to co-create. You know, they're, 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 the aha moments are a gift that come to us, just like waking up in the morning is a gift. And a couple of years ago, I, I wanted to create a marketplace for, you know, consumer products. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to sell. But after doing some initial research and, and finding different segments of, uh, in the consumer segments, you know, I found there was, you know, there's big, there's big gains there. And there's a lot of void and uh, an areas that we can fulfill. And around that same time, um, you know, in, in my nine to five at that time, I had a sales rep send me an iPad two, And, and for meeting, you know, for meeting with him with uh, on a SaaS product that he was trying to sell me, and, and keep in mind the iPad three has already has already been out, um, so I didn't need it. You know, I didn't need an iPad two. I had a I have a Mac, uh, I have an iPhone, and you know what was I going to do with an iPad two? So I put it on Craigslist for about you know twenty five percent, 30 percent, whatever you, you know, it was cheap. I put it on a lot cheaper than you can find on Amazon and a lot cheaper you can find on a lot of different other websites. And um, I sold it within four hours, mm. you know, four hours. That's the fact. I never put anything on Craigslist in my life. And I so I never sold anything in four hours either. Um, maybe for some that's really fast and maybe for some that's like really slow. But for me, it was super fast to see something fly off the shelf like that within four hours. And, um, you know, the, I had this, this woman came to, to the lobby of my building where I live and, you know, she handed me about 250 bucks for this, for, for the iPad. And um, I asked her a question, you know, I asked her, you know, you know, why are you buying the, this iPad? And, and it sounds kind of like a silly question, but I was curious, you know, she, she can go to so many different sources. Why, why did she come into my lobby for an iPad? And she told me that she couldn't afford an iPad three. And I said, uh, you know, that she was looking for, you know, for an iPad three, but she couldn't afford it because she wanted to buy a gift for her daughter. And, and I was amazed. I said, wow, you know, that's, uh, it worked out for her. And at the same time, that was my aha moment that, you know, at the time when I was looking for, hey, what, is, what should I concentrate as far as a, you know, consumer market, a marketplace? You know what? I'm going to represent this woman right here that went, came to my building to buy an iPad, you know, two. And um, that's how Jeditronics came about. You know, Jeditronics is an open marketplace uh, for vendors to sell, you know, secondary and extended um, products in, within the technology that either way, either way, you know, are going to be either 
um, put on the shelf or going to be liquidated or going to become e-waste. And we wanted to extend the life of that technology and also provide a platform for people to, you know, buy affordable technology. So, you know, our target is emerging markets. And if you go into emerging markets, uh, the Bolivias of the world, the, you know, the Uruguays of the world, and you go down there and you touch the people, they're not buying iPhone 6. They're buying the iPhone 4. Mm. You know, as an example, so there's a market and an ability to extend the life of the product and extend, you know, what we know as Moore's law, you know, engineers know that they need to design something for 18 months that's worth of 18 months. So you see this new product comes out every 18 months, which is really around Moore's law. So um, that was my aha moment. You know, it was like, bam, you know, just, just when, you know, uh, it, it was such serendipity when I was coming up that elevator after, you know, selling this uh, iPad to this, to this lady. So this is fascinating, Fire Nation. I really want you to take a step back and realize that, wow, like this world that I live in, like this bubble that I go day in and day out, like there's things outside of this bubble. And when you were talking, Omar, it was actually bringing me back to a job I took in New York City back in 2009. And this is something, you know, that a lot of people may have never thought of. But like, what happens when we take down, you know, like the G3 towers and we all go to G4, you know, when we're on our cell phones and stuff? What happens? Well, these cell phone towers that, you know, were here in the States, they actually get sold to now third world countries, Africa, South America. And that's actually what my job was for a while in New York City was to resell cell phone equipment that was being decommissioned in the U.S., but was still very usable and was being used now in third world countries. So we were selling it there. So there's huge markets that are out there. You know, it's called market arbitrage. It's everywhere from all the way back in the days of Marco Polo when you could get a silk scarf in China and you could carry it all the way to Sparta and then you could sell it for 10 times the price. Well, there's still that type of arbitrage here today. You just have to think outside the box and make it happen. Now, Omar, it's obvious that you have a lot of strengths. Like you just now have that mindset where you can see these things and take advantage of these opportunities. But my question to you is what is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? There's one that really resonates with me and I try to work on every day. And that is you know, letting go. You know, I need, I need to let go more. Uh, I need to let others do more. I need to delegate more. Because um, right now, you know, we're a small team and I want to assure that we get off on the right track. But, you know, that isn't the, the, the mode I, I, I need to work in in order to scale the business. And, um, and letting go can be really, really tough. You know, because you want everything to be right, especially if you're super perfectionist, right? <laughs> so, if, you know, you want everything to be right. And, um, but there is no right. In business, you just have to try. You have to, you know, reiterate, reiterate, and reiterate. And there is no right or wrong. It just, just try it. And, and, and like, again, it comes back to the minimal viable product. So, you know, let your customers decide what's right and wrong. Don't, you know, and that's where I need to, you know, learn more and also be more humble about letting go. You know, trusting more in, in the team and, and what their contributions can be. Omar, what's your biggest strength? My biggest strength is nothing physical. It's really it's something internal within me, and it's around humility. You know, and why why do I have humility? And why do I, even though it's a strength, I still try to work on it even more, um, because it allows me to attract, you know, the best talent. If I can't attract the best talent, then our business will suffer, and if our business suffers, then our customers suffer. So you have this whole dom- domino effect, and um, and we can't be consumed as leaders. We can't be consumed with our own ego and thinking that we have all the right answers. You know, humility 
is something that um, I, I learned, you know, proactively. And there's times that I've learned it reactively. You know, life has taught me a few a few <laughs> lessons as well, as well to have humility. Omar, I think you'll appreciate this because my uncle growing up always looked to me no matter what, you know, when I was the star in the basketball team or whether I just brought home like an F on my report card, he would always look at me and say, John, be humble, be happy. Amazing. He was on to something there. And I think a lot of leaders, as, you, as John, you have talked to so many entrepreneurs and you... I'm sure there's a, a lineage and, and there's a, a thread between among the most amazing leaders um, from Barack Obama down to, you know, uh, Tony Robbins and, you know, uh, Steve Jobs. Um, you know, all these amazing people, um, they have some type of sense of humility and you can sense it when you talk to them. Did Steve Jobs have humility? He did. He had to. Even though you, you may read, you may have read, we all have read some of the stories, but he had to have humility. I think he did too. I really think that he did. I mean, this is the thing, you know, we all like to paint somebody with this very just generalized brush. It was like, you know, there was a couple of times that he was a hard person. You know, there was a couple of times that he was just there and he was really, you know, Ur! and I get that, but. Believe me, Fire Nation, humility comes with leadership in so many ways. Now, Omar, you have a lot of awesome things going on. Take about 30 seconds, a minute at the most. I'm putting you on the clock right now. Share the one thing that you are most fired up about today. My wife and I have co-founded Otero Arts Foundation, and we're fired up because it's our, it's, it's our vessel to give back. And we created the Otero Arts Foundation because we wanted to, the arts is, is, a, is a, use the arts as a vessel to get you students um, to really enhance, uh, and we will enhance, but embrace, you know, the four C's we consider is confidence, creativity, collaboration, and culture. And I remember, you know, I went to high school in Art and Design High School in New York City, and I remember my computer graphics class from my math and science, but it was my computer graphics class that I remember that I was never wrong. I didn't have a right answer. I didn't have a wrong answer. I just had an answer. And it was the most uh, liberating and most free class um, that, I, that I felt in. And that's where it resonates for me to really give back um, within the community. Fire Nation, don't go anywhere. You're going to get some more great content from my main man, Omar, my Puerto Rican brother. But first, we're going to hit the lightning round. So let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. You are unique. You don't walk like everyone else. You don't talk like everyone else. And you certainly don't sleep like everyone else. So why settle for a mattress that's one size fits all? Introducing Helix Sleep, where you can buy a mattress online customized for you for hundreds of dollars instead of thousands. It starts with you answering a few simple questions based on four key preferences. And the result will be a custom sleep profile used to build you the most comfortable mattress you'll ever sleep on. In fact, Helix customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality. Your mattress will arrive at your door in about a week and shipping is 100% free. You even have 100 nights to try it out and if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and give you a 100% refund, no questions asked. That's why everyone from GQ Magazine to Forbes are talking about Helix Sleep. Visit helixsleep.com slash fire and get $50 off your your order. That's H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash fire. There comes a time when creating, managing, growing, and scaling your business just isn't possible anymore. Well, not if you're doing it alone. Enter help. 
Hiring a team is exciting because it means you're not only freeing up your own time, you're also giving your business room to grow and scale. But where can you go to find qualified candidates? We all know posting on just one site isn't going to help. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you don't have to sweat it. ZipRecruiter.com allows you to post to 100 plus job sites with one single click. Once you post it, you'll instantly be matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidate its role into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it right now for free. Find your perfect candidate before they go to someone else. Just visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire to get started today. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Omar, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? We are ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Not enough belief of my God-given talents, of, of what I can achieve in, in this time. You know, we place a lot of delusional um, barriers of why we can't do things. And, and it's really to break through those, those, those barriers, those, those, you know, they're really illusions. They're not as bad as it is when you actually approach it. Um, so it was really not enough belief in my, own, in my own God-given talents. What is the best advice you've ever received? John, would you rather be the head of the fox or the tail of the lion. You know, that came from a teacher of mine. And, you know, being the head of the fox, you're the leader in the room. But being the tail of the lion is where you're not the leader in the room. So if you're the leader in the room, that's amazing, you know, leading others, helping others. But you have to make sure that you're not, that is not the only room you're hanging out in, you know, to make sure that you go to other rooms where you're the tail of the lion and you're learning from others, um, which is most important. I love the quote, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success, Omar? Well, John, we read about um, a a lot of common habits of successful entrepreneurs. I've also even written about it as well. Um, However, um, what has helped me mostly to, you know, overcoming doubt, overcoming fears, um, you know, is meditation and prayer. You know, I I get up every morning about um, quarter to five and between five and 530 is my 30 minutes to central my internal self to really strengthen my inner self um, during that time through meditation and prayer. Um, and there's no wrong way to do it. Everyone has their own way. You know, the way when you speak to the creator, it's your own way. There's no right or wrong way to do it. And the reason I do that is because it allows me to have internal strength in overcoming barriers and overcoming challenges that comes with business. And, you know, there's a lot of stresses that come with business. And, you know, it can it, it can bring business can bring a place, uh, a very unhappy place to people. And don't become a prisoner of your success. Enjoy your success without sacrificing health, love, and family. Omar, share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. Currently, we're using Bitrix 24. It's you, you have your own intranet site. You have social sharing, document control, um, uh, video sharing. It's an amazing uh, tool that we use because we have uh, folks, teammates that are, are across the country, even a couple of them uh, that are in, the other, in, uh, in other countries. So Bitrix is an amazing collaboration tool um, for, a, for a small, medium-sized business. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Well, John, I'm going to have to give a shameless plug on, on, on seeing things through 
uh, seven principles of taking massive action, overcoming obstacles by by yours truly, your Puerto Rican brother Omar, <laughs> and uh, but but you guys can you know do your you you know uh, offer uh, offer that up as well for, to 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 your community, and um, but the uh, the book that's most resonating for me was something that really opened my consciousness around giving back, and it was a book. It's a book called True Prosperity by Michael Berg. You know, I'm a student of Kabbalah, and Michael Berg is here, uh, one of the teachers in Kabbalah. And and it teaches really about giving back. And, you know, you can have it all. You can have a great family. You can have great business. You can have great friends. You don't have to sacrifice um, one over the other. And true prosperity um, has really opened me up to that. Now, one more time, give a shout out to your book. What was the name of it? Seeing Things Through. Uh, seven principles of taking massive action and overcoming obstacles, which provides uh, practical tools of overcoming your doubts, fears, and and by taking daily actions. Seeing things through Fire Nation, and I know you love audio, so I teen up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Now, Omar, this is the last question of the lightning round, but you've heard it. Over a thousand times, and you know it's a doozy. Imagine that you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, John, this is a doozy. It's an amazing <laughs> question. <laughs> it's an amazing question. And I've prepared for this, you know? So, you know, well, since we are in this new world, new rules, new you, and for $100, I would build a teleportation machine because I need to go back to the old world, <laughs> pick up my wife, our rescue dog, Tyson, and then come back into the, and teleport back into this new world. Um, I'll spend another $100 building a, you know, a, a landing page, you know, you know, representing, building it for to show people my services of what I can do to, in order to generate revenue and, and business. And the last 300 bucks, you know, I'll just give it back wherever my wife and I choose in the community that we choose to be involved with and giving back our time and volunteering. Um, those $300 will give back. And, and why would we, would, what, why would we want to do that on our last 300 bucks is because, you know, by giving back, it creates, you know, the circuitry that that's needed for more abundance in your life and for more flow to happen in your life. So that's what we do. I bet Tyson's a really cute dog. He's an amazing dog. Omar, I want to end today on fire with you sharing a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, thank you, John. And, um, you know, thank you for your time today. Hopefully we, in our interview, we have inspired someone to take action. You know, we help, either we help them not to give up and uh, not to have doubt and, uh, or have created some serendipity for their new ideas. My guidance here would be, we cannot measure a man by the things that we see but by the things that he does when no one is watching. And the reason I, I, I live by that is because it's the daily actions, the daily small things that we do as entrepreneurs and as people to really grow that no one sees. And that's why you see these a lot of times entertainers, even business people, they, it seems like they came out of nowhere. But those same folks had 20 years of doing small daily actions to get there um, that we don't see. And that's what I live by. Wow. 
you can uh, contact me. You can go to omarotero.com or you can email me directly at o-o-t-e-r-o at jedi-tronics.com and um, or you can go to jedi-tronics.com, the webpage. And what we'll do, John, for the first 10, uh, you know, we want to give an offer for the first 10 folks that come on and um, contact us with the subject line EO Fire. Uh, we'll provide a free gift to them on behalf of Jedi-tronics. There it is, Fire Nation, and you know that this is true. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with OO and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Omar in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up. And of course, when somebody gives their email address on EOFire, Fire Nation, take action. O-O-T-E-R-O, that's O-O-T-E-R-O, at jedi-tronics.com. Use the subject line FIRE. If you're one of the first 10, you're getting a gift. And of course, you can check Omar out at omarotero.com. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today, Omar. And for that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you want some behind-the-scenes intel on how I'm taking EO Fire from a seven to an eight-figure-a-year business, all from my living room, text EO Fire to 33444 and ignite.